Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast in part two of How to Stay Motivated Parenting in an Uncertain World. And I just want to say that all of these episodes stand alone, even if they're part of a series. Mm-hmm. So you could easily listen to this one and then go back to listen to the first couple keys. Yeah. Or either way. Yeah. So you guys, we're talking about a really relevant topic to today. A lot of parents are potentially becoming overwhelmed or they're discouraged or they just simply don't know what is the best decision to make in, in many different things, right? Like, should my kids do sports or not? Should they go to school or not? Should they do other activities or not? I mean, this stuff with, um, there's just so many uncertain things going on. And then of course, you've got the government um, potentially impressing upon people extra rules and regulations and all those things. And so parenting is challenging right now. It is. I, we just had friends, it just made me think of this, that just told us they were in a park with extended family mm-hmm. and there was police officers that asked them to put masks on and was handing them out and threatened them with a fine if they didn't. They were going to cite them, yeah. It was completely Citation. outdoors, lots of open space. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, there's, uh, depending where you live, there's some imposition uh, happening even They were outdoors. just a little set back. It was a little surprised because they were more in nature than than you would. Just yeah. another example of, you know, um, you know, that th- th- we're in uncertain times. There's strange things happening. And sometimes that can be mm-hmm. discouraging as you're parenting. Right. Yep, exactly. So imagine being with your kids and then you're approached by a police officer. So I think that, you know, as parents, there's a need for encouragement. And that's what we want to dive into today. So in the first podcast, we talked about the first two out of five things that can be an encouragement for staying yeah. motivated in your parenting yeah. in these I'm going to say end times. I mean, it is an uncertain world, but we've been in end times since Jesus left. And um, the first one was to stop seeking approval from other people and to just find your approval and your worth in the Lord alone, seeking his wisdom and his will, not seeking um, or allowing other people's opinions to sway you from what you know God wants you to do. And marriage alignment and so forth. And the second one was it's important to have a long-term vision. Otherwise, you Mm -hmm. make inferior choices today Mm -hmm. that land you somewhere you don't want to be in the future um, because uh, it takes harder decisions. Usually, it's the hardest choice that is your better decision. In most cases. That's right. So before we dive into the third point, I'm going to open it up by reading Hebrews 10, 24. Wonderful. So if you flip with me to Hebrews 10, 24, if you have your Bible, if you're not driving, of course. Actually, I'm going to start in verse 23 because I just really, you know, if it were up to me, I'd read the whole chapter. You guys know me. But we're going to start at verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Amen. Oh, let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. Do not waver. For he, Jesus, who promised is faithful. We can't forget that, you guys, in the midst of all these crazy things happening. God is faithful always. He is unchanging. 
I could just imagine a parent listening and go, but Angie, how do I not waver? All these things are going on. I know. This is so hard. Yeah, I have to think about more things. I'm doing more things. There's more pressure on me than ever. I know. I so know. how do you not waver? Well, here's the answer. And <laughs> let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. Okay, so how do you do that when churches are only streaming and some places you can't actually go to church? This is a really big so issue, So your marriage guys. is more important than ever, first of all. We talked about that in the last episode, mm -hmm. so you can go back and mm -hmm. listen. But so are biblical friendships. And so are biblical friendships. And, and you got to get together. You actually have to get together. You have to step out of your comfort zone. And um, and I would say even, even in small groups, get together in person, and um, encourage one another yeah. in the Lord. You're going to need it. You you guys, we all need it at times. And the reality is this is obeying scripture. Okay. This is Hebrews 10, 23 through 24. This is how we hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering because God is faithful, but we also stir one another up to love and good works I love that. while we're meeting together. It's like a pot, you know, with all the ingredients, right. they're separated and if you don't stir it, it just doesn't taste good at all. No, it's like, not good. Like you have beef in one corner. It's not and good. You have the onions right? all in another and corner. So you can you teach this to your kids with this onions. scripture, by the way. And then you have the kid stir it, and this wonderful aroma comes out. That, yeah. And it tastes so good because it's mixed together, right? Gosh, that's such a good analogy, Isaac. Well, I'm just reading scripture. I'm just listening. Stirring up, right? Yes, yeah, stirring up. No, I love that. Stirring because up, and when it I makes make... so together we're mm. better. Oh, I just love that. It's like stone soup. No, but I love that. I think about the, like when I make chili or I make soup, right? I'm putting in a, I'll, I'll throw in a teaspoon or a tablespoon of cumin, depending on the size of the pot I'm making. Yeah. Imagine if you didn't stir that and it just sat there or like thime and you it's take like, a spoon in and you get this big chunk of spice and you're like, <laughs> it's like we're each uh, an ingredient or two. But when you put it together, it's way better. It's like each of the, each of us has yes. spiritual gifts, but without other people's spiritual gifts pressing upon us and, and joining with yes. us in our decision-making, we're just going to be inferior in what we're doing. Well, and we'll waver, which is what this says. It says, hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering. What's one of the, what would be an example of this for parents? That would be parents, okay? The confession of their hope, in, in regards to parenting would be knowing what God's word says about biblical parenting, what their jurisdiction is, and staying firm in the truth of knowing that God chose them to be the parents and that they are the ones that are going to be held accountable by God yeah. for teaching them and raising them up in the admonition of the Lord. We know this to be true because that's what scripture tells us, right? Yeah. So if someone is going to hold fast to the confession of their hope, in parenting or mm -hmm. hope in salvation or hope in anything, right? Mm -hmm. That And it all comes back to the word of God, right? Because God gives us inspiration in all those areas of our life. But if we do it without wavering, how do we do Like you got, we have to keep encouraging one another. You guys, this is part of the reason why we're still doing this podcast. I don't think you can not waver without the Holy Spirit, especially today. Yeah. And, this you, Holy and Spirit having people to exhort you. Is required. And hold you accountable. Yeah, and we all have been given the Holy Spirit. It's mm -hmm. this wonderful gift and when we become believers. But it doesn't mean we're relying on the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean we're listening to the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mean it's stirred up in us, actually. We actually have to choose to walk in it if we live by it, right? Yeah. 
and it's and there's gonna be fruit we have to judge the fruit and other people we don't want to go get unwise counsel right we want to be wise we want to get wise counsel i just love this passage of scripture you guys so going into the third point yes Okay, so we covered the we recovered the first two very briefly. The third and I love point, I love all that we have written up here is grow. That's the only word. So grow number just four. Grow. Just kidding. All right, well. <laughs> <laughs> you and do need was, to grow to stay motivated. And w- what does growing mean? It means something is changing, and so we have to embrace change. We have to proactively create change. We have to, and if we're ones that like just the status quo, we have to change that belief because the status quo isn't going to help you thrive in the way things are going. Now, there is a status quo of biblical truth. That is cool. God is unchanging, sovereign God, control of everything. His word is unchanging. Mm -hmm. But how we apply that, decisions we make, using it, so forth, uh, there's going to be some adjustments sometimes. And so one of those things, if we are not growing, then we can't serve our families in the same way uh, as adequately. So it's so important that we're always growing. Haven't you felt that? Think of a time where you were really growing. What I mean is you're learning things about God and the Bible. Maybe you're reading another book over here and you're learning things or you're even learning a skill like how to cook Thai food or something like that or, you know, how to, Mm -hmm. you know, tear apart an engine or whatever it is. You're growing and then you feel more alive, you feel more useful, you feel more confident, and you want to put that knowledge to use. And I think that's so important because I read a book once where our brains uh, have neurological connections and they're either connecting and, and, and spreading in our brain and we're firing more connections or they're actually disconnecting. So if we're not growing, what happens is we don't just stay, our minds don't stay in the same fresh, vibrant way of all these Mm -hmm. neurological connections. They actually start receding. So they're either receding or you're making more and new connections in your brain. And the way to do that is to be stimulating your brain and growing. Mm -hmm. And you're such a more effective leader and more confident when you're growing. That's how to stay motivated as a parent. I would say, too, that when it comes to growing, there's never been a better time to be in the Word of God. That is what you should be growing in because you're going to need it to give you guidance in making the hard decisions that you may have to make in the next few years. Yeah. And for you to be able to make them confidently without having wavering, because let's just be honest, like our kids need to feel that they are safe. They need to to trust that we're making secure decisions that are the best decisions possibly for them, right? And if we are struggling with confidence and if we're wavering back and forth, think of how much anxiety that could potentially be stirring up in our children. That's not okay. Like as parents, we have to make confident decisions at times. That's We have to adult, right? And so, um, and I know that this might be hard, especially if there's some younger parents that are listening because you might be going, but I don't know what to adult with or I don't know what I should do. And, you know, I just have to say, sister, brother, we have totally been there. We are still in that same thing. But this is where you get the confidence, the word of God, not from yourself, not from your opinions, not from your experiences, from the truth, which is unchanging. Yeah. And I just want to encourage you in this that. Um, one of the things when we were reading Hebrews 10, 24 that dawned on me is that parents can become easily distracted or uh, discouraged from parenting 
and just the, the challenges that there are simply because churches are not necessarily meeting in the same way they used to, right? Like youth groups are not meeting in the same way that they yeah. used to. There's just different things in different places. It's different across the board everywhere in the U.S. right now. Mm-hmm. And in different countries, it's different. And so um, the truth is that if you're not going to church regularly and you're not raising your kids going to church regularly, that is going to have an impact on their faith. And so it's so important that we realize that this isn't changing anytime soon. Like COVID's not, doesn't going appear away. to be going away. I mean, when the winter hits and the fall hits, uh, when there the flu probably, season yeah. comes out, uh, COVID likely will grow also. And now there's two things going on. Um, and so I would just not, not, are we hopeful? Yeah, I hope this thing just goes away and things go back to normal. But you know what? We can't make decisions based on those kinds of hopes when evidence shows something else. Okay. And so what's really important is that we adjust to thrive in the new normal. We have to learn to live again. And we have to teach our kids how to live again. Yeah. And not only that, but you guys, this is part of what scripture teaches regarding end times. There will be pestilence. There are going to be more, mm-hmm. actually. And so do we act in fear? No. Do we parent in fear? No. Do we make wise decisions? Yes. Do we obey God's word? Yes. Do we seek approval of others? No. Do we fear men? No. <laughs> there, are, there are all these things that we know are truths, but playing those out on a day-to-day basis, issue to issue can be really confusing and overwhelming to people. And so you have to be grounded in what you know is true in the word. Yeah. Otherwise you are going to be tossed like the waves of the sea oh, yeah. and it's going to be confusing for your kids. Oh yeah. And I also have to say, there's no better time to be more in the word of God now than ever because your kids need that from you, especially if they can't go to church. You have to pastor your children. You are always called to do that. But now that there is not even someone to lean on, you need to do it more, right? Like I feel that, I feel that pressure. (laughs) You might be, I realize you might be going, well, how do I adapt? How do I change? What do I need to change? Well, you grow. We, ha- we grow. And <laughs> yeah. this episode is preparing you for another episode we have coming up, which is how to proactively make changes as the world is changing. So that's an episode coming. So I think wow. it'll be super, super helpful for yeah. people. So let's, you know, let's move on to number four. Yeah. Okay. Number four is respecting the challenge. You want to describe that, Isaac? So a lot of times we don't respect the challenges at hand. So we don't proactively rise up ahead of time to handle what's happening. And so we're always a little bit behind and we always feel like we're being pulled around by circumstances in our life, which instead, if we ahead of time respect the challenges at hand of equipping confident Christian kids to launch into the future uncertain world, mm-hmm. not today, while we're in end yeah. times and so forth, then we don't make the right decisions today. When you respect the challenge today, mm-hmm. you make better decisions today. So I just think that, you know, it's what I said before too, is like, you know, what was normal a year ago may never be normal again. And so as soon as we understand that that might be true, then we just embrace the new normal and we can navigate effectively because we're respecting the challenges of the new normal as a reality Mm -hmm. versus a temporary thing. Now, could some of these things be temporary? Sure. But what if they're not 
and you're not responding effectively because you're like hoping. you're not training your kids for the new normal. I mean, this is a really deep conversation because the reality is, is we know what scripture says that this whole life is temporary, yeah. that we are not made for this world. Praise God that we have an <laughs> eternal home that we will be going to one day. Um, and that is something that we need to, that's, you know, Jesus is who we place our hope in, not in how things are happening today. I think that that it, this whole situation with everything, with the riots, with this, um, a lot of people feel unsafe in the places that they live. They're mm -hmm. considering moving mm -hmm. to different places for various reasons, all sure. different kinds of political reasons, right? Um, and the reality is we cannot run from end times actually no and it's got to get worse before jesus comes back because that's what's predicted in scripture if we truly believe yeah. that the word of god is the word of god and that his word will become i want to take a moment and give you something for free if you haven't got it already is the date night one sheet it is a beautiful document you can download that will has some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, it's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. So here's yeah. a perspective shift real quick. Okay, so then if things are going to get worse, then I should just embrace the challenges and equip my kids to be able to handle them. Don't hide them from my kids and equip them. And that's exactly why we created the Courageous Parenting Mentor Program. It is the mm. program to equip confident Christian kids for an uncertain world for end times, for <laughs> the times so we're in. Which is so funny, you guys, and that we so started this a year and a God half ago not knowing God prepped us this. a yeah. year in advance mm -hmm. to make this Praise for God. now. Yeah. It is exact. It, it is people are telling us is exactly what they needed uh, to be able a diligent parent today. Yeah. So you know, I w I would also encourage you guys that um, we have to remember we need to remind our kids. In respecting the challenge, part of respecting the challenge that you're walking through is remembering your purpose in life, right? Yeah. Because if you respect the challenge, 
That's because you understand that your purpose in life is to know God and to make him known, to glorify him. It's the great commission. Mm -hmm. You are partnering. You get to partner with God in the great commission and leading other people to Christ before Jesus comes back again so that they can have eternal life with him potentially, right? Like when you realize that that is part of your purpose and it, I can literally say that with confidence that that is everyone's purpose, right? Yeah. So we all have these like micro mini purposes, uh-huh. but we all have a collective great commission purpose. Yeah. That's something God's called us all to. And when we believe that, we start equipping our kids to be able to do that regardless of if they're wearing a mask or not, yeah. regardless of if um, sports are canceled or not, regardless of if they can go to youth group or not. Like... And, and if they are, if they are forced to have to be six feet apart, how do they evangelize? Yeah. How do they disciple? How do, you know what I mean? Like, are you going to be practicing hospitality or are you going to disobey scripture and not practice hospitality because of the what's going on today? So there's there comes a time where you go, okay, is the governing law, I'm supposed to obey authority, but is the governing law trying to get me to disobey what God's word says first. And you Mm -hmm. have to reconcile that in your mind. That's something that you have to literally study scripture a ton in. But I just want to encourage something with you guys, for you guys. Um, Isaac and I were talking about this, like respecting the challenge. And one of the first verses that came to my mind was in James 3, 1, which says, my brethren, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that we shall receive a stricter judgment. This has been a scripture that I've had on the forefront of my mind since I started writing back in 2008 because I was yeah. scared to do it. Isaac kept going, do it, do it, do it. And I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. This is what, serious One, one of the reasons is Angie, and I believe this too, but Angie really believes I don't want to teach anything that I haven't already lived out. It's now, like, yeah. Now that's different with homeschooling though, but that's like in the ministry side of things, your book and things like that. But in homeschooling, you actually are teaching things you haven't lived out. Well, I'm well, I'm I'm teaching my kids things that I didn't know before. It's yeah. not a matter of having lived them out. It's a matter of like if I don't know how to do a certain thing in chemistry, I learn it and then I teach it. Do you know what I mean? Or like that's different. She learns it with them at the same time. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um that but that's different than like what we're teaching with the parenting program. We never teach I just I've always had just a very deep that. conviction that I cannot speak on or teach on things that I'm personally struggling with. Um, unless it's from a point of I'm struggling with this. Hello, people. This is what we should be doing. Let's stir one another up, which I've done before. So we only teach um, what we have experience on. That's right. But when it comes to James 3 1, I know that this is speaking to teachers of the faith specifically. Mm-hmm. But as a woman, that's not necessarily, um, I, I'm not running a big church. I'm not preaching, right? I, but I still have the gift of teaching. That's something that God has Absolutely. instilled in me. Something that, by the way, I never wanted. You're an amazing teacher. Thanks, babe. Yeah. But that was something that I never wanted. Yeah. And so in my weakness and in the thing I didn't want, God came out in me. Mm. Okay. And here I am educating eight children. <laughs> I'm a teacher. And that's my first jurisdiction yeah Yeah, i'm teaching many i'm teaching many but i I just we're talking about parenting in this in this podcast so that's what i'm i just like to brag upon you you're so funny but james 3 1 i think applies to all parents that's where i'm going with this yeah james 3 1 applies to all parents because all parents are called to teach their kids about the scriptures all parents it says that in deuteronomy and exodus teach these to your children and to your children's children and to Mm -hmm. their children in deuteronomy 6 go read it Mm -hmm. okay um 
you guys, we are teachers and it says in James 3, 1 that we will receive a stricter judgment for what we teach. In addition, I flip over to Matthew 18, 6 that says, but whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin. So if you're teaching something that is not scriptural and it leads your child to sin, right? Okay. So if you... It says, but it, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. So that we're talking is Matthew about Matthew 18, 6. We're talking about, about sin. respecting the yeah. challenge of parenting. Mm-hmm. God has called us to recognize our influence. Yes. Respecting the challenges, recognizing the influence that God has given to you when he chose you to be a parent understanding what all the scriptures say in conjunction together, which you can't know unless you read it, read it, read it. I think a mistake that happens is people take too much possession over their kids. Yeah. And and so... Um, and not enough and, responsibility and, over and, their duty. Right. And so, or, you know, where, where do kids get hurt sometimes out there when parents take too much possession, they're not in the spirit, and they forget that these are actually God's kids. Yeah. That's what God's oh, saying right control. there. and they control. And yes. they overly control. Yes. They overly... Um, Pro- overly protect? Yeah, overprotection. I mean, I, sure. I would say that, like not letting them live, not letting them be a part of the Great Commission at yeah, any Yeah, point. and we're to, while they're in our home, they're supposed to learn how uh-huh. to be in the world, mm-hmm. but not of the world. We don't just throw them in when yeah. they're two. That's not you what we're You have to listen saying. to past podcasts. But yeah. I think this is just a good reminder for parents. Like, whose kids are these again? Mm-hmm. Yes, God you know, gave you those, blessed you with your kids. But ultimately, they're God's children. They are God's children. And we are to steward them well and to obey God in how we treat and how we equip and bring up his children. So I, I do think that, you know, what you said was steward them well. I think that there's a need for clarification or encouragement further in discussing that because um, we as parents, obviously, our children are not possessions, which is what you're saying, right? right? And so a thing is something that you would steward, right? You would take you take care of it, but and I do know that what you mean by that, you mean to nurture them and to take care of them. Um, But I do think that there is a lack of parents recognizing their jurisdiction and responsibility and the duty that God has impressed upon them and given them when He blesses them with a child. And we can't shy away from that. Amen. And we can't delegate that to other people. And we can't let other governing authorities take that away from us. So there's ditches on both sides. There is a balance. Like, you guys, we are called to live in harmony and balance of that, right? Where we are teaching our kids to respect authority. But at the same time, we're also teaching them to obey God first. Yeah. Right? And so, and part of obeying him, what is God's commandments? Love the Lord your God with your whole heart, Amen. mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That is what we need to be focusing on with our kids. And that changes everything they do moving forward, regardless of how society is. I think a practical thing of not respecting the challenge is when your kids um, uh, are disobedient, for example, and you kind of let it slide because you're tired. You don't mm-hmm. talk to them. You don't get you know eye to eye with them and talk to them about yeah. hey, explaining to them that it's sin and, and what sin does and yeah. what the consequences and of sin to God are. And you know, and and to talk through it with them, I think it's so important because sometimes we we let up, and mm-hmm. the, and if you let up, it, it trains some them people probably poorly. just. It's not that they purpose some people probably are just tired and so they let up yeah. and i i've seen we've yeah. been in that position totally. where we've been tired and we're like oh i can't deal with the tantrum right now i mean how many of you have felt that way at a time come on let's be honest yeah right um 
But then there's also the times where parents are potentially going, I don't know how to have those conversations. I don't know how to teach my kids about sin. How do you have that conversation with a two-year-old, a five-year-old, a six-year-old? And I would say the easy answer is Romans Road. And you can just Google that, what the Romans Road is. It'll take you Romans to Romans. 623, 323, it'll take you all over Romans to lead them to Christ. And if you want the deeper version, the Parenting Mentor Program goes deep into that. Right, yeah. So So, I also just thought that it would be an encouragement to you guys as um, we're talking about the importance of respecting the challenge that we have as parents in today's society, recognizing that there is a force, an enemy that is against us because we want to live biblically that so you have a red target on your back if you're a believer yeah your kids have a big red target on their back too if you're raising them to know and love jesus because he he, we have an enemy yeah and one of those things that we need to be aware of is the false teachings we talked about this in one of the previous podcasts and one of the things that just came to my mind is actually in the last last four verses of the bible Mm. revelation Mm-hmm. And so I just want to share something with you. It's Revelation 22, so the very last chapter in the Bible, in verse 18, it says, For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. Okay, so we're talking about the Bible here. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to them the plagues that are written in this book. Mm-hmm. Verse 19 says, And if anyone takes away from the words of this book, of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. And then he has a last two verses, and that's the end of the Bible. And it says, I'm coming quickly. He who testifies to these things say, says, surely I am coming quickly. Amen. Even so, come Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. You know what's cool about Re- Re- Revelation too is that there's all kinds of things written in the Old Testament that were uh, quoting revelations before the Apostle John on Patmos Island was Mm -hmm. given the revelation Mm -hmm. to write revelations. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting, Mm -hmm. and you can go back and forth all throughout Mm -hmm. the Bible as revelations, it doesn't quote the past. The past is quoting the future before the future was written. I love that. That's that's a really great way to explain it. Yeah. I just want to encourage you guys that we have to respect this word. As we're respecting the challenge of parenting in this day and age and raising yeah. our kids biblically, we have to respect the word. That's what God's calling us to in the last Amen. part of the Bible. He's saying, don't take anything out of it and don't add anything to it. Yeah. You guys just live by the word. And so respecting the challenge means knowing it. You have to grow. You have to know this so that you can get wisdom from God. And that goes into our last point, which is we must persevere. Mm. There's going to be so many times in the moment where we feel like letting up, where we feel Mm. like making an easier decision or Mm. things like that. And then we have to, we have good decision-making skills. Mm. Our kids are going to have to have incredibly good decision-making skills Mm. to navigate the world they're launching into. And so if it's not based on the Bible, if it's not based on having sound counsel around them, if it's not based on um, viewing marriage in a 
complementarian way where each the spouse has gifts and we need to rely on each other mm-hmm. if and it's, work together it, as and a work team. together as a team if it's not based on being part of a church where you can trust people and mm-hmm. iron sharpens iron with people mm-hmm. then it's going to be hard for them to persevere maybe that's why it's hard for you to persevere and if you're wondering well how do we do this with covid we're part of a big church and we're streaming the sermons and we're not meeting with people and i would just say you have more influence over your situation than you may realize. But it's going to take you breaking out of your comfort zone. It's going to take you asking God for wisdom and to intervene. And you may need to start something. You may need to have a Bible study with people from your church um, that you actually do meet in person and you mm-hmm. just do it. And maybe you need to do a campfire outside to mm-hmm. and stay six mm-hmm. feet apart. However you're supposed to do it, do it. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. And that's super important. And in Galatians 6, uh, 6, 9, it says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. So super important not to lose heart. And we should never lose heart mm-hmm. because we have the word of God to encourage us. Yeah. I also want to just share verse 7, which is a few verses before it says, Do not be deceived. And we have to be, we have to persevere in this. We're talking about persevering as parents and staying motivated in our parenting in this uncertain world where we can get so distracted because there's so many big things pulling our attention away, forcing us to have to do research and to make the decisions in the first place. But it says, do not be deceived. Yeah. Because it also says, God is not mocked. Amen. He will not be mocked for whatever a man sows, he He will also reap. So what you do in your parenting, what you don't do. In your parenting, you will reap. And not only is that a message for you guys, it's a message for us. And it's a message that we have to teach our kids, the spiritual law of sowing and reaping. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows of the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. And then it says, and let us not grow weary for doing good. And if you're around your kids more than usual and you're getting frustrated, it's Mm -hmm. challenging, you have less alone time, whatever the thing is, Mm -hmm. you have to go, wait a minute, what is is the challenge here? The challenge maybe is your own selfishness. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to have a perspective shift and go, I have more time with my kids. Mm. How can I make this really effective, relationship building, productive, kingdom-minded parenting Mm -hmm to equip them for the world mm-hmm. that I'm increasingly seeing they're going to launch into. Yeah. Sometimes we just need a perspective shift and it changes everything and it enables us to persevere mm-hmm. in doing good for That's the right. Lord. And guys, you know what? Doing good can be a lot of things. Yeah. It can be a lot of things. It can be loving your neighbor. Yeah. It can be taking groceries to a mom that just had a baby. It can be standing up for truth. It can be rebuking someone. It can be holding somebody accountable to the sin that they've committed. It can be many different things. Doing good is doing what God calls us to in the word out of love for one another because we don't want people to be walking in bondage anymore. We don't want people to to not know the gospel and experience the freedom that comes in Christ when we actually are willing to lay down our cross and take up his. 
And so I just want to encourage you guys. I know this is a hard season. I know that there are people out there that are mad for Christ- mad at Christians for meeting, right, Isaac? There's, yeah. You've been predicting this for a long time that there, you know, there, there are conservatives. Christians will be are, called hypocrites um, by uh, non-Christians because uh, they're meeting together and so forth. And, yeah. And sometimes we need to meet still, but we need to be responsible. We need to be respectful and we need to recognize that, that we are going to have a light and we're going to be, we are still representing Christ. We, yeah. And we need to teach our kids that too. Absolutely. It's a so, fine balance and we're all navigating these times mm-hmm. together. We don't know all the answers to everything, but no. we come on here weekly to share scripture, what, scripture <laughs> share experiences and give mm-hmm. you as much practical wisdom as we can. So yeah. bless so, you guys. So you guys take care and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.